I don't even have the energy. You know what I've realized? I am too old and too tired to be dating again, so it's gonna have to work. Like this is just, we're gonna have to make it work. And you know what? A lot of people say, is love a choice or is it a feeling? Oh my God, this is what it's I wanted to talk about more than anything. R-O-T-N, let me present to you the Rotten Podcast. The Rotten Podcast. How do you want me to say it? Rotten. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, guys. Good morning. Welcome back to the Rotten Podcast. We're on episode 45, baby. Let's go. Also, Matt and I are trying this new thing where we film and edit and upload on the same day. So hi, hello. It is literally October 10th, 1010, aka Girls Day. And we are going to put, is it Girls Day? No, I I saw a TikTok where someone was saying that 1010 should be Girls Day because XX is girl chromosomes. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. If I had a nickel for every time you said, I saw this on TikTok, oh my I God. would not be working <laughs> at all. Well, speaking of things I saw on TikTok, um, I have done a lot of research on like the Israeli-Palestinian war that's happening right now. And I just want to say, I hope everyone's families are safe and sound it's really sad what is happening and i just hope every side is okay because i know there's a lot of like turmoil happening between you know people for and against israel versus palestinians yeah it's such a complicated long history and it's tough when you're kind of on the i mean it affects all of us for sure but it's tough when you're on the outside because you obviously don't want to be disrespectful to Palestinians, mm-hmm. right? And you don't want to be disrespectful to Israelis. I think just in general, it's it's like I just pray for peace and love. And like I just pray for the innocent men, women and children that are victims of this and have nothing to do with it. And that to me is the really difficult part of this because nobody deserves to be taken held hostage, to be killed, to be made an example out of, to be leveraged for negotiations. And so I guess my heart just goes out to all the people that are impacted by this. It's like, it's very sad. And I will say, you know, last night you and I, we watched probably an hour worth of Vox. Yeah. An hour worth of videos breaking down the history between Israel and Palestine. And it's so complicated. It's so long and it is really sad. I think it's just really sad that, you know, a lot of people have resorted to terrorism to get what they want or their needs met just because there is such a long history of not only Israelis and Jewish people facing murder in the Holocaust. Extinction. Literally extinction. But also that doesn't mean it's okay to take someone's homeland away. And I know there's a long history of Israelis in where Israel is. So I think at the end of it, there's so much propaganda that happens in our world and political biases that it's hard to form a who's right versus who's wrong in this situation. I agree. I do think what is wrong is the terrorist group taking innocent lives and holding innocent children, women, and men victims and hostages. It's so disturbing to see. I mean, I've seen videos just even on Instagram of women being 
like beaten and bloody and they're tied up with handcuffs and they're Mm -hmm. being thrown into a van. You know, and it's nuts that this stuff is still happening in 2023. I mean, even the war going on in Ukraine and Russia, I mean, it's just a wild time we're in. And it's just, I feel like whenever these things happen, it really kind of takes you out of this little fantasy world that we live in in America in the current you know, like so getting caught up in social mm-hmm. media and it really makes you stop and think like this conflict hasn't it's not that old. Like when we were watching no. this stuff, it's what, like 80, 100 years. Even. World like, War Two only happened 80 years ago. That's our grandparents. Yeah. And it's just we're really not that far removed because these things are still happening. You know, you have these terrorist groups that have gained power because they're sort of like the leftover damage control Mm -hmm. of some of these things that have happened between Israel and Palestine. And it's just really sad. And it makes me really appreciative and makes me realize how much we take for granted, like the life that we live. We don't even have to think or worry about our safety in that way. I agree. And I know that there's so much back and forth about like America and the presidents and and all that. But when you just step back and you think about how safe and secure of a country we, we are and we have, it's, you know, I just feel so grateful Grateful. to be born in this country. I agree. I I definitely take it for granted as well, especially when like the Trump administration was here. I told myself that I would stop watching news that made me feel bad. Right. Because I think the news cycle really likes to post like negative news stories to get viewers and so i will say for like the first three days this was happening i kind of avoided the story or wanting to learn more about it but mm-hmm. now as i've learned more about it i'm just like like you said it's crazy this is happening in 2023 because we feel like humans have evolved so much we want peace like the 70s was all about peace and it's like how are these same things happening over and over again it's like a vicious cycle i mean for me my parents grew up in war Right. right. They grew up in the Vietnam War. So to me, it's like, oh, like they've experienced it. And luckily, we haven't physically experienced it in the U.S. Like U.S. has been in war with Iran and other countries, but it's never been in our home turf. So I can't imagine being an Israeli or Palestinian right now mm-hmm. being like, no, like we're fighting and we've been fighting for 100 years. Yeah. And it's such a complicated history like we've been saying, and, you know, I've been looking at stuff on Instagram and seeing posts. And then you look at, you know, you have a political figure that comes out in support of Israel, for example. And then you go to the comments and you Mm -hmm. read and you see what people are saying. Like so many people are like free Palestine. So, so it is, so it is such like, I wouldn't say it's 50, 50. You have people that still want to support Palestine, right? Mm -hmm. Like people will be like, well, this is what happens when, you know, you take our country away and, People are like free Palestine and then you have people in support of Israel, obviously. So I don't know what the solution is. I don't want to be quick to like jump to social media. I will say that I pray for all the people that are victims of this Mm -hmm. because no one deserves to be a victim of a terrorist attack. I agree. Because now that Israel is retaliating, I mean, think about all the people. Palestinians are now dying as well. And that it's like a lose lose. Yeah. I saw that Seth Rogen a few years ago had did an article or an interview where he said, I grew up Jewish and I didn't know the things that happened when Israel became Israel. Right. He was like, I didn't realize that Palestinians were living in that land. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just like a big old plot of land that was free where no one was living on it. Right. It was like, 
Palestinians no, so have been living there for decades. From where they, so exactly. many people were stripped from their home. And then like from what we were watching last night, they just planted a bunch of trees over that land just to be like, you know. Just to erase over, the memories. Like, yeah. And, and for me, I'm a quarter Jewish. So mm-hmm. my dad is half Jewish and his dad was 100% <laughs> Jewish. And so I'm sure I have some ties to Israel somewhere. I don't know what they are. I've always wanted to do a 23 and me, but. I mean, I've, even your brother went to Israel. Yeah, he went on his, his birthright. Um, yeah. And um, I grew up in a predominantly Jewish community. So that, that's that been a big part of like my upbringing. I went to over 100 bar and bat mitzvahs growing that's up. Crazy. So yeah, but back to the 23andMe thing on a lighter note, I've always wanted to do it, but I was always like, I don't want to give my data to, a, yeah. you know, like that's crazy. And I actually saw last week someone like stole the data and is like trying to sell it. To do what with it? I, I don't know. That's people's like, DNA. I, I don't know. Yeah. To like the police? I don't know. I don't think they're trying to sell it to the police, but yeah. (laughs) On a lighter note, you guys should definitely get educated on what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people can easily jump to conclusions, but if you're educated on it, you can make an educated opinion on what's going on. So, And how do you feel in these moments being someone who's been a public figure, an influencer who has a platform, and with that comes a certain amount of pressure with people expecting you to speak out? And Mm -hmm. I've even Mm -hmm. seen... Other influencers make posts about like, I don't, I'm spending the time to inform myself, da, da, da. How do you feel about it? Because do you, are you experiencing any pressure from people to speak out? I think I've gotten one or two comments, but again, it's not that I don't want to make an uninformed opinion. It's the people that will read my informed opinion being uninformed and then attacking me on it. Right. Right. So I feel like it's almost like a lose-lose situation. I've seen a lot of influencers apologize and backtrack. So for me, my only goal is to make people educated. So Mm -hmm. that's why I'm telling you guys, read a few articles, read people's opinions, but take everything with a grain of salt. Because again, everything is so biased Mm -hmm. and there's so much propaganda to the point where like, I don't know, you were telling me the other day that some Americans believe that Jewish have horns. Jewish people have horns. Like they're born with horns. And it's like, see, like people can believe that because like the articles and the people that they're surrounding themselves with believe it so much that they're mm-hmm. like, of course. Right. So I I feel like I don't have the education to make a public opinion other than I don't believe what the Hamas did is right. Right. I don't believe killing anyone that's innocent child, woman or man is right. I also don't believe that, like, I I heard that Israelis actually cut off the, the electricity and, the power, and water yeah. every single day to, like, a small portion of Palestinians, and they only give it back to them four hours a day. I think that's crazy. Like, we live in 2023. How are you not with 24-7 electricity? That's So there's so much political unrest, and I don't feel like I'm educated enough to say yeah. anything other than don't fucking kill innocent people right. on both sides. Yeah, that's my stance, and I think... That is something that, you know, it's like your social justice warriors, they come out and they just want to like support just to show that they support. And for me, I go back and forth with thinking that's a valuable thing. And I go back and forth between thinking it's not Mm -hmm. because on one hand, I think it's really good to be in support of stuff and, and raise awareness. But then on the other hand, you have people that are just jumping to support just to show face. Yeah. And so it's like it kind of waters down the support and it kind of. 
like, is it a positive thing if people are just jumping to support without even knowing? And it's also knowing? angering people, clearly. Right. Like, the, that's why people are apologizing after, because a lot of people are like, well, what about Palestinians? Right. Because overall, I would say the overwhelming amount of support is for Israelis. Mm -hmm. When you're comparing it to, like, what Russia's invasion of Ukraine, I feel like m the world was just pretty much against the invasion. Everyone was for the most part, against Pro the invasion. Ukraine, yeah. Even Russians were like, what What are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Like, this is fucked up. But with this situation, it's not the same sentiment at all because people understand why this happened, but no one wanted it. No one wants that to happen. But anyways, we can go in circles, but I think it's definitely important to talk about. It's definitely important to take some time to learn about our history, especially when it isn't that old of history and clearly is still a present problem mm -hmm. imagine if we americans came to america and there were a bunch of native americans we pushed them out oh we did that they, we did <laughs> but they got rich they became very rich and wealthy like the native americans they mm -hmm. like made a bunch of money with the casinos i'm talking like and then all of a sudden they're like give us our land back and start bombing us it's right. like, well, you have to feel sad because Native Americans came here first, but we also don't know anything differently because we've been living here our entire lives. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the case with Israel right now. Israel was there first. They got taken out and then Palestinians have been living there and that's all they know. So then it's just like, mm -hmm. I don't know who's right. I mean, right. Yeah. and it would make a lot of sense. Like it would make a lot of sense of Native Americans banded together and we're like, give us our land back. Yeah. So. But on lighter news, yeah. I guess the follow up from our last podcast was we weren't sure what to watch, you <laughs> know, and ever, ever since that episode, we've just been binging the shit out of Love, Love is, is Blind, Blind, which I I find it so entertaining. Just like all reality TV, I hated it at <laughs> first. And now I, I could say that this is definitely my favorite reality TV because. Really? Because more I, than too hot to handle, more yeah, than that stuff is just ridiculous. Bachelor in Paradise. I hate the Bachelor stuff. <laughs> I can't do the Bachelor stuff. To me, it's just like really weird. More than alone. Well, that's not really like reality. Okay, reality dating. Okay, okay. TV. Yeah. The reason that I like Love Is Blind is because not everybody goes for the right reasons. Most people don't, but there are people that go on the show that genuinely want love mm -hmm. and commitment, and they leave that show with love and commitment in forming a new family. And to me, I think it's like a beautiful thing. If it works out, that's amazing. And so for the people who don't know what Love is Blind is, there's like 20 contestants or something that go on a show and it's like half women, half men, and they get to interview and talk with each other, but there's a wall in between. So they never get to see what each other looks like, but they're trying to find someone that they're going to marry. So if you find someone that you want to be with, you propose to them. The caveat is that the whole point is that you don't see what they look like. So you're making this decision for marriage and finding your partner solely based on an emotional connection and have and not a physical mm -hmm. connection at all. I love these shows because I, I take away like a psychological component of seeing how humans interact. I don't know if I could ever do something like that. Are you saying you're too shallow to be on it? <laughs> and it's too okay. I, no, no, no. It's I, I okay. wouldn't say shallow is the right word. I'm like my, I think that physical, a physical connection is important. And I think you can build a physical connection through an emotional connection, which we've seen many times on this show. But it's not something I would do because so much of like communication is body language. That's true. And so much of it is how you say things, how you feel, like how w if it's just like two voices hearing each other, you can't 
really gauge like the genuine how genuine someone's response is that's true because we saw an episode of love is blind while where one guy was spilling out his hearts and the other girl raven was literally doing <laughs> jumping jacks and she's you know, just like behind the scenes luckily like he could stretching. hear it but like imagine if he didn't hear it and he just thought she was like so into what he was saying mm-hmm. and she was like this is so boring but mm-hmm. like i'm gonna pretend i'm into it because i mm-hmm. still like him so i agree with what you're saying and not only that, it's like little things. It's like, I want to see if you eat with your mouth closed or open. But I but I guess I could date you without ever seeing that. But that means we'd have a date with a wall between us 24-7. <laughs> but it's I want to fu- see. It's funny how in, in the coolest part of the show is like when people do propose, after there is a successful proposal, they get to see each other for the first time, like right after that happens. And so that moment is always interesting because you've been talking to this person, building such a deep emotional connection, and now you're seeing them for the first time. That's got to be so uncomfortable. Yeah. So obviously they reveal what each other looks like, but then later on in the show, everyone gets together Mm -hmm. and sees each other for For the the first first time. time. And there's always a moment where whether it's an attractive guy or an attractive girl who's matched with someone and gotten engaged to someone who's like clearly not as attractive as them. You can kind of just see it. The more attractive person always has reservations in like second doubts and is always kind of gravitating towards the other opposite sex that's mm-hmm. most attractive. Yeah. And, and most of the time, those people don't have success on the show. And it goes to show that that physical component really does get in the way sometimes of a successful connection. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think you need to have not only physical chemistry, but emotional chemistry as well. And anyone who's saying, no, I can rely on emotional chemistry, you haven't lived in the real world. Right. Right. Because I tell this to Matt, like, will you love me if I was a worm? Will you love me if my if I became bald? Will you love me if I lost a toe? Will you love me if X, Y, Z? And of course he said yes. But like realistically, if I was a worm, you wouldn't be dating me. If I was a worm with the same fucking um, like emotional capacity and personality, you still wouldn't date me. So like, let's be fucking real. Mm -hmm. Physical appearance matters. It's how you carry yourself, what you wear, um, like, little things I, you know that what you i do. think it is too because you're talking about being a worm which is ridiculous but I, i'm like i'm doing I'm, no, no no i know but i'm from your extreme perspective i'm thinking about it and i'm like if you were a worm but everything was the same why would that be a problem well for uh, the obvious reasons <laughs> we know why but it's led me to start thinking about how i think when like it is important for some people because you have to be able to like relate to your partner and i think the physical component is a form of relatability maybe we wouldn't relate as much to someone who we didn't view as maybe equally attractive does that make sense like or like there's insecurities that come out right right? because there's been a few handful of contestants on love is blind who are men that are on the shorter end and you can see that they're very uncomfortable around other guys that are more attractive and they they take out their insecurities on their woman um i would say like love is blind season three matt and Colleen, Matt was super insecure. And Colleen, the ballet dancer, 
he would just like go in these angry states mm. and like try to run away because he was like he knew he was like the less attractive well, one. Well, no, I think it's deeper than that. He had trauma where his previous wife cheated on him and got and, and got pregnant with someone else. That's true. I forgot about so that. So that's where his insecurities are coming from like But a, also But yeah. I think if I if I could like just talk to you through a wall, I would still pick you. Like I'm just thinking about it. You have a great voice. You could sing to me in the pods. <laughs> You make me laugh. Um, you know what is like such and you a... you are confident. So those are the things I'm like mainly attracted and to. And highly emotionally intelligent. God, <laughs> so annoying. No, but I think what is such a cool part of it is it forces people to open up in a way that they never have. And that's what you hear a lot of the contestants say. Like uh, maybe people are reserved and don't share as much about their insecurities or stories or more about who they are deep down. But since that's all you have to connect with someone, people are opening up in ways that they never have before. And so that's what's m lending them to match with a partner that is not anyone they would actually go after from a physical standpoint in the real world. And one of the really cool things that we were watching on the reunion was one of the guys was like, what's really cool about this show is that never before have I experienced being in a room with a bunch of men that are talking about their emotions so heavily. Oh, that's right. And to right. me, that is so true because that's not how men communicate amongst each other. Of course they do, but it's not very common. It's not typical. You don't usually have a group of men, especially when when talking about like finding your mate mm -hmm. or finding who you're attracted to and you're talking about your bond, your relationship. You might Some of them are going after the same girl, but they're being vulnerable and they're talking about their feelings. They're talking about the compatibility. They're talking about their story. And I think that there's something to like learn from that as far as like how valuable that is for men to be able to like open up and share and talk about their feelings because we don't see that anywhere really. Speaking of current news that's happening for Love is Blind, um, sexual assault allegations have just came out for season five where one of the contestants is actually suing the producers and production of Love is Blind because like Matt was explaining, if you guys haven't seen Love is Blind, they literally have like a honeymoon phase where it's just the two of them, right? They see each other for the first time. Of course, like they wanna fuck. Well, this was a case where they got engaged and uh, the girl did not want to fuck and the guy did and kind of pressured or exposed himself in uncomfortable ways and did uncomfortable things. And she told production, production didn't do anything about it, kind of blamed her for it, being like, well, did you communicate with him? Is it your fault? Like, maybe you guys just need to, like, work harder on the relationship and kind of, like, forced her to still be in the same room with him, even though she was, like, fairly uncomfortable. And she didn't have, um, I, I believe she ended up leaving the show early and then took a little bit of time to realize what actually had happened to her and then sued the company. So they completely scrubbed her from the season. You don't see her or his face. And we were talking about how I'm actually shocked that this hadn't happened before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like the same thing almost happens with every couple for the most part. When they first get together, the guys are usually like, and not in all cases, because there's the t there has been a few times where the w the woman wants the physical sexual connection immediately but for the most part the men are like all right like when are we going to get it on and the woman always has to kind of like put her foot down and kind of be like hold on slow down we'll get there but like yeah. it's not just gonna be like right right now just because we have a connection and we are engaged it's a interesting 
situation. But again, it highlights sort of the differences in needs between a man and a woman. And a woman needs to feel safe and secure and comfortable and not just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to fuck just because we have an emotional connection and are engaged. It's like we have to build that comfortability. Mm -hmm. Like you have to kind of like earn this to agree just because. And I think that that is something that I've also learned from the show is like you can clearly see that the relationships that work out in the end, a lot of it starts from the guy making the woman feel comfortable being around her and being in being safe. Because a lot of times these these couples will get together and the man is kind of like maybe he's like trying to like feel her out. So he's a little uncomfortable. And so that makes her on edge because she's like, who am I with? Like, I don't really know what's going on. And so I think it's like really important for like men to make women feel comfortable, you know, and I think what I see a lot and what I've learned in our relationship is like there are big differences between men and women and in conflict and in certain things and in our needs. And I think being a boy who's like transitioned into a man, like I feel like throughout a relationship, no, but I mean like you go from being in your mid twenties as like a boy and yes, an adult and yes, and a man. But then what, like I've learned how to be like, I feel like a man, which is like, sometimes you're not always going to like get what you want or say how you what you need to say because I don't know how to articulate this but it's kind of like I used to go through I feel like we used to have more conflict when I would be like voicing things more about like maybe I'm like upset that you know you didn't put this away or this that and the other and I would like maybe pick these little fights in the same way would you would with me and I've kind of learned as I've gotten older like you know what? Like, I'm just not going to pick those fights. Like you can still pick those fights with me, but for the better sake of our relationship, I'm just going to like keep quiet. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I'd rather like win the war than win the battle. And I think that that's like the punchline is like a lot of these guys, they try to like go toe to toe and like get the same form of validation. But you have to kind of just like think about the longevity of it and understand the differences between men and women's energies are different. Women are a little bit more emotional in a certain way men are emotional in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of headbutting when both sides are trying to get the same form of like validation. So you're saying happy wife, happy life? Yes, but I'm <laughs> saying with that, and yes, I'm definitely saying that, but that doesn't mean like you can just, you know, I'm going to keep my mouth shut all the time. I'm just saying like sometimes things just don't need to be said. Like There's plenty of things you, I don't say, but right. yeah. <laughs> but again, it's just like, I don't even have the energy. You know what I've realized? I am too old and too tired to be dating again. So it's going to fucking have to work. Like this is just, we're going to have to make it work. And you know what? A lot of people say is love a choice or is it a feeling? Oh my God. This is what I wanted to talk about more than anything. You have to choose to love the other person. The thing is like with this show is like the relationships that do work out are people that are choosing to be committed And love is such a choice because you can psych yourself. You can think yourself out of everything. You could look for imperfections like nobody is going to be perfect for you. And so people, especially if you're only getting engaged and committing to a wedding within a matter of two months, a month, I think what's really important is figuring out, do we have the same goals for the future? Like roughly do, does our future look the same? Like, do we want kids? Do we want, are we okay with moving somewhere else? Yeah. Or are we stuck here? Our religion, religion, like what do those things in the future look like? Like the big broad topics. 
And then are, do we just generally get along? Mm -hmm. Okay. But then all the other little things that I think so many couples get hung up on, on the compatibility, which is just a learned thing over time. It's like, well, I don't feel it anymore. Yeah. It's like you have to. I want the butterflies. Yeah. I have to choose. You have to choose to learn someone and you have to choose to, you have to understand that we have to make this choice. So many people are like, will this work out forever? It's like, it's going to work out forever if you decide it will work out forever. And that's the reason why people stay single. That's the reason why people fall out of love. It's like, they think it's just a feeling and they're like, well, I don't feel it anymore. So then like, why am I with you? No, no, no. You have to choose it. And I'm going to be honest here. Like there have been moments where I'm like, why do I like, whoa, why like why why don't i feel those butterflies anymore with you right mm -hmm. or why do i not feel like the passion the intensity i felt when i first dated you mm -hmm. but it's like well feelings are fleeting you have anger sadness happiness and a bunch of other ones right disgust and it's disgust. like it's a feeling <laughs> wow okay did you not watch um that disney pixar movie about feelings which one <sighs> The ones where they have like core memories. Inside out. Inside out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Disgust is a feeling. It's anger, <clears throat> disgust, joy, sadness. Mm -hmm. There's five, but whatever. So it's like, well, if you're angry at your mom, does that mean you hate her forever? No. Right? Just because you're angry at your partner doesn't mean like there is no love there anymore. Or mm -hmm. if you're feeling disgusted by him, because it's easy to get an ick. Like, I'm sure you get icks by the way I pick my teeth at night or floss my teeth or... I don't know. Eat the you way I eat. You want me to give you a list of my ex? <laughs> no, you can if you no. want to. But like, there are moments where I'm like, "That's gross. I can't believe I'm dating you." <laughs> and I'm sure there's moments you're like, "You stink. How am I with you?" Yeah. Or whatever it might be. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> but you know, you like, you have to choose love. You have to find satisfaction in being not happy for fleeting moments. And this is the reason why people are single. It's like they just they just go based on their feelings mm -hmm. and not choices. It's like Jocko. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's really well no. known. He like trained SEAL, like Navy SEALs. He led a lot of like really successful operations in the Afghanistan war. He has a huge platform. He has a huge podcast book. Okay. Very well known. I've heard about him. The yes. black guy, right? No, no, no. That's David Goggins. Oh, wow. David Goggins okay. and Jocko are kind of like the in the same like category. Okay. So he, he talks a lot about the difference between discipline and motivation and inspiration. So if you rely on motivation and inspiration, which is feelings, mm -hmm. to, to do work, and you only do work when you feel inspired and motivated, and you're like, I'm not going to work when I'm not inspired and motivated because I don't feel it. It's not going to work. How often are you actually motivated and inspired versus someone who's dedicating an eight hour day to do the work? Mm -hmm. It's like the chicken or the egg, but it turns out that you actually get inspiration and motivation from being disciplined and sitting down in the chair and doing the thing because you can't rely on inspiration, motivation, because that f something could happen to you and you lose and you're you're not in a mood. So what is your work and your life just going to go on hold? And it's the same thing with relationships. It's like you can't just go on feelings. You have to also go on sort of the discipline of being in a committed relationship and committing to someone else. It's not all butterflies. It's like you'll get that those love feelings and motivation back by being disciplined. Yeah. And his big like quote in book is like discipline equals freedom, which is kind of like a paradox. Oh, because like it's like even with food, you know, I'm like disciplined with 
you know, how I like track my calories and stuff, but it actually provides me like a different next level form of freedom with what I can eat because I can figure out like, what do I actually have room for? It makes me feel free eating versus not. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that it works out for you. I think there's a lot of people who struggle with <clears> like those calorie counting apps and it's like the negative yeah. way of thinking about it. But I do know that I struggle with this a lot because I'm like, I just don't feel inspiration to film. I don't feel motivated to film. But, um, and even with horseback riding, I was like, like, I am not, good at this. I don't want to do it, but it's taken discipline to take away my anxiety about doing it. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like the more I've done it, there's been less unease about it. I used mm -hmm. to have a lot of anxiety going into horseback being like, I'm so bad at this. I don't feel like doing it today. And then Callie, my assistant, my old assistant was like, a lot of people just don't feel like doing anything. And I'm like, you're fucking right. I need to just do it and commit to it. And I haven't missed a week. That's good. Yeah. I haven't missed a week in like, 12 months and the only times I missed was because I was out of town but like I haven't just skipped to skip like the other day I went to bed at 5 a.m I have to wake up at 10 for horseback and it was like 5 30 a.m and TMI guys I could not sleep and I was like you know what like I kind of want to like have sex and then I'll, I know I'll fall asleep after and that's what we did and I was so tempted to text Kelly being like sorry, I just got to bed. I don't think I can make it. And I'm like, fuck, she's going to be mad at me and I'm going to feel shitty. I mm -hmm. might as well do it. Yeah. And it made me realize something recently because I've been having a lot of thoughts about what we're talking about okay. and no one has ever regretted working hard. <laughs> Unless you like kill yourself. Right. But for the most part, and yeah. I'll tell you why, wh what specifically I'm talking about. When I wake up in the morning, my alarm is set to 6.50 and I'm working out. I wake up and the first thought is like, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. Like, mm -hmm. is there a way I can get out of this? <laughs> Every time I wake up, I feel the, I feel so strongly like I don't want to do it. But I just do it anyways. And the more that I do it, the more that I understand the benefit of it. Mm -hmm. Just like when you're going to horseback, you're like, oh, I'm feeling uneasy about this. But the more you fight that feeling and you do it, you know that the reward on the other side is worth that feeling. And maybe you still feel uneasy, but you're like, I know I'm feeling uneasy, but I know that it's going to be fine because I've done this so many times. Yeah. And every time that I wake up and I'm so tired and I'm like, how am I going to get through this workout? And every single time I leave, I'm so happy that I went and did that. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm like, wow, I'm really like, I just made a joke to Andrew. I'm like, wow, I'm really, uh, I'm really mad that I worked out really hard. <laughs> Said no one ever. You know it's what I mean? True. I mean, there's been times and it is discipline. Like, I'm glad <clears throat> I have that word in my vocabulary that I can use now because that makes a lot of sense. But like, I, I've been so disciplined with horseback riding that I literally had food poisoning. Do you remember this when I went mm -hmm. to Wagyu house and I was like throwing up 18 times that night? I still fucking went the next morning. I had the worst ride ever, but I was so happy I went. And my trainer was like, had so much respect that I showed up. Mm -hmm. even though I like was puking my brains out and, and you feel better. And I've gotten to the point where I feel good about it. Like I literally jumped for the first time and I wouldn't hey have been able to do that if it wasn't for discipline. Yes. You wouldn't be able to do that if you just followed your feeling. Yeah. And that's what it goes back to when we're talking about love is blind. When we're talking about relationships is so many people just live motivated and driven by their emotions and their feelings and you need to have a balance of logic and discipline in your decision making because feelings are fleeting. Yes. But it, you know, it's like when I go and I work on music, like 
it does make me it, like there's so many times where I'm like, I'm not motivated or inspired at all. But I know that if I sit down and I push and I fight that like very strong tension I feel for probably 20 minutes about being like, oh, da da da. Yeah. Always something happens where I find a flow state and I'm I'm happy that I did it and it leads to something amazing. You just can't rely on feelings. <laughs> yeah. And so again, guys, it is okay to like break up with someone because like they do something bad. Right. Or you're like, okay, like this religion thing isn't really going to work. But if it's like, you're like, well, I lost my feelings for this person. Maybe just, you know, <laughs> make a choice to be like, okay, like I had a friend that was like, well, have you done anything to make him feel the way you're feeling right about me yeah so like i had a situation where i can't remember what it was where i was like i feel like matt never buys me like candy this was like years in the past and she was like well do you buy him anything oh this was the flowers thing with me yeah, yeah and so then I, I went and bought you flowers granted you like literally didn't take it out of its plastic and then it died but i was like oh you know what i haven't put the effort in as well and i'm just I'm, I'm making him like I'm trying to get him to like do stuff for me, but I'm not doing stuff for him. So it's like mm -hmm. maybe apply that to your like life being in a relationship. Like, are you reciprocating the things you want done for yourself? Like treat others the way you want to be treated. We'll treat your man or girl the way you want to be treated and see if they reciprocate. If they don't, maybe it's like a values thing. Then mm -hmm. that's totally okay to like fall out of love. Yeah. And maybe there's a conversation of, to be had when you feel like you've done everything and then you're not getting it coming back to you. Yeah. But I do think that so many people struggle in relationships because they start giving, they stop giving to the relationship in the way that maybe they used to because maybe they feel validated in some passive way. Like, well, she's not doing this, that and the other. So I'm not going to do that extra little thing that I always do. And then it slowly starts to like break down. I mean, even when you're living with your partner, there's so many micro things like the roommate issues, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, oh, if you're not doing your dishes or this, that, and the other, then I'm not going to like pick up this or I'm not going to go above and here. And that used to like make me upset and I would get passive and I would stop doing those things. But then once I became, I feel like more of a man and more of an adult in my mature thinking, I was like, I'm just going to do these things either way. Like I'm going to give to this relationship either way. And if things aren't going well in your relationship, it's so easy to be like, hmm, like she's not doing this for me. And I realize so why would I do that? Right. And so I realize what is the only thing you can control is your actions. And if you want your relationship to be successful, you can't go based on those feelings. You have to go more on the disciplining, more on the offense of things and plan something special, create a special moment. Even if you feel that your needs aren't getting met, if you want your needs to be met, put in the effort to do it. Even if it doesn't feel like you want to, I guarantee that like your relationship, it's like cleaning the house. Like we used to argue about that all the time. And I feel like I clean up more in a certain way. And I used to like stop cleaning up because I'm like, she's not picking up her this, that, and the other. But I realized I'm not going to stop doing that. Let me do that. And actually, if I start cleaning and this is just like a hack for anyone. If you start cleaning around your partner, they kind of start cleaning too. <laughs> and so if I'm like, if you're sitting there and I start vacuuming up the house and then all of a sudden we turn, it's like this like sporadic, like spurred spontaneous, it's like this spontaneous, like all of a sudden we get into like an hour cleaning session. I'm cleaning the rug. You start like doing some laundry and it's like just discipline. Don't go off of feeling, just go off of like action, like put in the action. I guarantee you'll get the feeling you're looking for. Yeah. I can relate to this because there have been times where like, we just kind of forget to like go on dates with each other. 
and then you'll do a date and I'll be like, oh yeah, I forget how like fun this is. Let me plan a date for like three days from now. Like there's been so many times where I'm like, oh my God, I'm more willing to go on a date because like you did it, but it's not because it's like tit for tat. It's not because I'm like, well, it's a transactional thing. It's like, oh yeah, like I forgot that this is what we're sh we should be doing. Yeah. So let's do it. And it gets, like I said, it, you know, it gets complicated when you're in a long-term relationship. You know, we're going on, we're over five years at this point yeah. and you just have to figure out what you're able to give and give that no matter what. Yeah. Like if that means going on a date and scheduling dates and doing these things, like don't, don't, don't choose to not do them because you're upset about something or you feel like the other person isn't giving. Yeah. You have, you can only control yourself. So make sure you're doing everything you can. And this is even some like advice I gave to my friend who, you know, he moved in with his girlfriend recently. I'm like, you know, you'll get past the honeymoon phase. You'll get past this. And then all of a sudden you'll kind of start like maybe building up these micro resentments or like my, like passive aggressiveness about like the way things are done. And that used to prevent me from doing things because I was like feeling righteous and my by not doing it. Cause I'm like, well, this is happening. She's not doing this. But the best thing you could do is like go more, like do more in those moments. And I guarantee you'll get the, what you're looking for reciprocated to you. Valid. I think this is the most interesting point And then we can wrap it up. It's like, if I stop doing things because you're not doing something and then time goes on and now we start arguing because things aren't going well, can I say that I'm giving everything to the relationship and here's your issue? No, because I stopped doing it also. Well, but yeah, I think except, I think the n newest episode of Love is Blind is coming out Friday. So we got something <laughs> good to watch. You know what? Am I? Now that we're speaking about this, I will say I will give The Wire another shot. Because wow. you gave Love is... You've given the reality shows I like to watch a shot. Granted, 90% of the time it's me watching them by myself. And then you will like be like, can we restart this? But I will try to give The Wire another shot. That makes me really excited. It's so good. But no forcing me if I don't like. I'll I'll put my phone down for okay, the first three episodes. Okay, but let's establish really quick. Oh, three episodes. I'll okay. do three episodes and no that. phones. If I don't like it, you can go back to watching it by yeah, yourself. Three episodes is a fair shot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it with today's episode. If you guys made it to this part of the video, comment down below. Do you think? Love is blind. Oh, not Matthew coming in with a question. Because that's what they always end it with is like, so is love blind? And then they get people's like answers. I don't answers. think it is. I think it can be, but yeah. I don't think it is. I think love is blurry. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Love, love is, is blurry. blurry. Love is blurry for sure. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, if you guys haven't already, give us those five stars, baby. baby. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.